A After Buzzers, we are talking Girls Season 6, Episode 3, American Bitch. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Desperado. I never used to listen to this song. Like, I, I never loved it. But it was perfect for the end of the episode. For the episode, episode yeah. Like, so perfect. But... Wow, we have a lot to talk about today, but before we get into the episode, let's introduce ourselves. I am Renee Ariel. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel, and I have a panel full of lovely ladies. Where can we find you guys? Hi, I'm Mina. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Mina Makes Magic. Hey guys, my name is TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything TK Trinidad, and I'm also going to be doing the live chat, and let me do this quickly because I know I forget. Thank you to everybody that's been giving us really a lot of support on our YouTube page. Happy Soiree, Dana Alexandra, Kalani Sears, Scrappy Moms, uh, Marina Xavier, What FC, and Melina, or Melanie, Melanie Pike. So thanks guys for all your comments. We really appreciate it. Hey, shout out to you guys. Hey guys, I'm Nakia Monet, and you can follow me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom. Ooh, oh <laughs> you my. guys love my name. I do. I love Kiki Boom Boom. <laughs> there was somebody who watched the episode, and I, I think you were sitting here last week, yeah. and I was sitting there, and they were like, Kiki Boom Boom. I, was, I think that's the only thing they remembered from the episode. <laughs> and then also, FYI, somebody else filled, filled us in um, from last week's episode. There was a model. Her name is Joy Bryant. Oh, yeah, Joy Bryant. <gasps> yeah, so Joy thank you Bryant. to Melanie thank Pike, you, who guys. filled Thanks, us in. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. It. Thank you. Now we know. Now we're in the know. But wow, wow, wow. Yowzers. I just want to know overall <laughs> thoughts of this episode. What did you guys think? Oh my god, this was heavy, and I really liked it. Um, it felt like you were watching a court case. Like there was a back and forth where it was like, okay, what's Hannah's side? What's his side? Who's innocent? Who's guilty? Is there a gray area? Because she kept saying, I don't like gray areas. And I mean, not everything is black and white, but that that was a very heavy episode. It was one of my favorites that I've seen in Girls thus far. Uh, a lot of different elements that played in, and I'm sure there's stuff that we've missed um, because there's just so much stuff going on, even though it was essentially the same scene, I mean, the same um, venue the whole time. So um, just a lot of things going on, and I definitely am a believer in gray areas, so some of the things probably I'll, you guys won't like, but whatever, we'll find <laughs> out. I, I really like this episode a lot. It was intense. I loved how, like TK said, it was only in one situation one room his apartment i loved how it started off light and got really intense and just went for it so i really loved this episode mm-hmm. it's a really good episode this episode was genius like lena dunham <laughs> killed it she did i was blown away and honestly i kept waiting to if i was like oh like i wonder what other right. things are going to happen in this episode and then the deeper we get into it i'm like oh no it's like <laughs> just this this yeah. is intense um, so and she wrote and directed it. Yeah, yeah Whoa, she's shout out to killing Lena it. She's so talented. Yes. I love her writing. I love her acting. I think she's so smart, and and she sneaks these little things in and then throws these big things at us, and it's it's crazy. Every episode's great, but this one in particular, especially keeping an audience engaged, like the whole episode for yeah. thirty minutes, we're seeing these two same people in the same apartment talking about issues, and yeah. it's interesting. It's fascinating. It, it, it is. Um, it's hitting issues that, that we've dealt with, that our friends have dealt with, etc. Like, like real issues going yeah, on, and mm-hmm. that's what I love about the show is it really gets to the real stuff. But, okay, so one one topic that they, they did discuss was, like, like 
hearsay. How mm-hmm. how anyone on the internet can pretty much say anything, and that that's one argument you could put up with yeah. um, Hannah putting out this article on on a blog. You could literally say anything you want about anyone on the internet. Fake news. Fake, fake news. news. <laughs> I can go online and write a bio about myself right now mm-hmm. and retweet it, and someone would believe it. Exactly. I can say I'm Rihanna's cousin. I don't know. So what do you I think? Like the internet <laughs> is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What what do we think? No, it's a great thing that the internet exists. I mean, this is one of the reasons you you can hear voices that would have formerly been silenced, and it's something that Hannah mentions. And one of my favorite things that Hannah says is, people don't talk about this for fun. It ruins lives. Because his argument the whole time is... You're going to listen to what a bunch of people said on a website called Tumblr? Really? Without an E. I love Tumblr. And I totally get that. Like, I understand his point. It makes sense. Like, anyone can say anything. But at the same time, why would someone make something up when it, as it pertains to sexual assault? Like, nobody wants to admit that they were sexually assaulted. There's a lot of stigma that comes with sexual assault where people are victim blamed for that. But notice that there was never a time that she said you sexually assaulted this woman. They kept talking about the gray area how what he was doing maybe just wasn't right and how someone left that situation not feeling good about it and wrote something about it and then got in touch with. That was the whole thing. She never said, hey, you are um, you sexually assault people or you're a rapist or anything like that. She just gave her opinion. Mm -hmm. Just gave an opinion. Like, that was the whole thing is it was in a gray area. Is that right or is it wrong? Is it sexual assault? Here's the issue, though. What I I found, you know, you have all those blogs out there and you have people who put out that stuff, which is their opinion, which is fine. But for for someone like Hannah, who is her main interest is the story. Mm -hmm. Why she didn't go to the girl? Because she just saw the article on Tumblr. She could have contacted the girl because the fact it's on Tumblr, she's she's able to contact her. And she could have at least to cover all her bases, sent an email to um, Palmer. And if he didn't respond, right. then that would have tightened up the article a little, uh, tightened up the article a lot. So then, if he comes to her after that, she's like, "I tried to contact you, and this is what she had to say." It's like she just didn't do. And this is the problem with today: you see uh, a tweet, or you see something on Fox News, and you take the headline, and now you mm. write the, all these tweets and all this stuff about whatever, and you're not doing any research. All the stuff that you repost, if you look at the tagline, it might say um, New York Post. And some other three three other words right after that, but you're thinking it's New York, New York Post because you just glanced at it and yep. you didn't even read the article. Yeah, that's what Facebook is doing to us right now because <laughs> right. we're news. seeing all of these articles, <laughs> all of these articles, and then you're clicking and looking at the actual website and you're like, this isn't a real news right. source. Yeah. What mm-hmm. am I reading? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time though, and I totally agree with you, I get your point, um, Hannah's defense was it's four different accounts. So mm-hmm. when uh, the author keeps talking about, well, uh, this girl threw herself at me and she did X, Y, and Z. Hannah says, you mean to say that all four people did the same exact thing? Like, how do you explain the other three? Which is is a fair argument. Like, how you, you think four people are going to come forward in a situation and talk about it on the internet? And it's... It's possible. I mean, yeah. it is possible, Anything but at the possible. same time, like, I understand why she didn't check the other side. Like, her... Uh, her approach wasn't to see his perspective. It was to hear the voices that were underrepresented because she constantly is talking about power imbalance Mm -hmm. and he comes from a position of power so she wanted to represent the voices that were underrepresented but she wasn't really representing them because she didn't contact any of them 
But that's true. The yeah, other also. thing is, she didn't say any blatant statement of because it seemed like the only thing she was doing was portraying him a certain way, as right. opposed to um, saying he did this or he did that. As they stated in the beginning, saying yeah. um, whether there was consent, there was consent or not. They, mm-hmm. It was never saying you did this, you did that. Right. It was pretty much a girl's, uh, someone's experience who left that situation again, not feeling good. It kind of goes back to. Again, another gray area with mm. that creepy teacher. What was right. his name? Uh, Mr. Mr. Lasky. Mr. Yeah. Lasky. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Mr. Lasky? Have you ever had a teacher that rubbed Ugh. your... What? Rubbed That's your so neck? Creepy. Again, it's so not like it's just a neck rub, but right. at the same time, it's your fifth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gray area. And right. that's happened to Hannah in one of the earlier seasons. I can't remember if it was season two, season three, but remember she had a boss that kept touching her and yes. getting her neck yes. rubbed? Yes. Like, how is that okay in a professional setting, in a school setting, in any sort of setting? Right. You know? You never asked permission for that. It's creepy. It's weird. Yeah. Super weird and super creepy. And I think that, um, I think a lot of people are put in situations like that where it is a gray line is a gray area where you're like is this sexual assault am i allowing this am mm-hmm. i am i accepting this do i continue like am i allowing this because it's continuing to happen right so i think it happens to a lot of people workplaces any, yeah, any position of power yeah yes, and, and the fact and that she was in the fifth saying, grade yeah and not saying no like doesn't mean that you give consent to someone that's the thing right. that so many people don't realize they think that if you don't say no that it means yes. Right. So, I think no, like what a lot of people... Silence doesn't mean yes. Yeah. Yes means yes. What mm-hmm. a lot of people, like her teacher and what Chuck, what they do, they give the compliments. You're smart. You're right. a great writer. Let they me set rub, them up. Let me... Yeah, they set exactly you up. Exactly how he neck. set up Anna, uh, Hannah to get... He did the perfect setup. He even yes. set up <laughs> us. There were times <laughs> I'm like, this <laughs> guy doesn't seem so bad. There were right. times that I was like, wait a second, because you see him talk about his daughter. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. This guy as a father mm-hmm. versus this guy as just a, a man. Right. Yeah. Hot, like, black and white. Honestly, but it's very black like and white. But you notice, like, he's talking to Hannah and he's talking about his ex-wife and other women, he's such an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's opening up and you're like, okay, I kind of, all right, maybe he's a human, but then he starts to talk badly about, like, his but ex-wife. But that's not an asshole move. Like, you could just say a guy that you're dating and then you ask him or he mentions yeah. his ex-girlfriend, oh, she's crazy. Well, was she crazy when you started dating her? Right. Yeah. Or so. was she even crazy at the end? I mean, honestly, yeah. it, again, I think a really um, a good indicator of who someone is in, is as a person is seeing how they talk about other people. Yeah. And especially seeing how he talked about women in general. Mm-hmm. But you still, you, this the, fun, the thing why it didn't hit us right away is because we've heard this. We know mm-hmm. guys who will automatically be like, my wife is crazy. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend's a weirdo. Like, this person, I don't even know what he's talking about, what she's talking about. These these girls throw themselves on yeah, me. Yeah, right. we've I- heard it. We've all heard it. That's not like but a weird, obscene thing to hear. On the flip side, that does happen. Yeah. Like, for instance, you see a, posi- a person with a, in a position of power, and you know, take for instance, I've known girls in my college days, like, their whole goal was to get with a football player. Mm, or a basketball player. Or a basketball player. And, you know, they forget the whole love part and they forget that this guy might have three or four girlfriends. The main goal is to get the, get the guy and he's, if he doesn't fall for the okie doke to get at least pregnant by him. So, like, my, my whole thing is that you can't just put blame on men because they're only going to take advantage of, of women if they allow them on a whole group of things. You see what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, if all women, it, it's, it reminds me of a shad, uh, uh, Chirac, Spike mm. Lee's Spike Lee's movie. If all women, for instance, were to withhold the, you know, the JJ, <laughs> that would change a lot of different things. Right. But the problem is, if you were to do that, then there's going to be a whole second tier of women that's going to be like, well, I'm going to try to get it on the back end. 
and now those women who withheld it now they're asked out so it's just like a whole the, the whole dynamic of it is like people are not people are only going to take advantage people are only going to take advantage of the people that they can feel like they could take advantage of and yeah. they feel like you're a strong woman yeah. and they, he put his hands on on me or anybody else and they felt like that person would be a threat like they would tell their mom or they'll tell somebody else then they're not going to go to that one they're always going to go to the weak, the weakest link so that plays a lot of different roles as far as parenting and all these other things uh, as far as you know there are predators out there yeah. I was talking totally. to like my friend and she has like a three year old daughter and she's like oh well you know this will never happen it's like did you have this conversation like my mom taught me yes. from a very young age that nobody touches put your, puts their hands on you and if they do you let me know yep stranger because danger because my mom was uh, yeah she was she would undertake you like but that's throughout what, that's what predators do you're right predators if they can't find a weak person, they'll try to find that person who they think may be weak and they try to break them down. They yeah. try to break that wall down to find out what your weak spots are. And that's what he did. Well, that's what he was doing. And I think Hannah put her wall down just a little bit and I think lost herself for a second when he invited her to even lay in the bed for like a second because when he's talking in the episode, you do start to film. You're like, oh, wow, maybe, maybe, you know, it was just a gray area. And I think she maybe let her wall down. Maybe he's just lonely. And the, yeah. yeah, the audience, we even let our wall down for just two seconds and then... And then he uh, <laughs> did something. And I, I didn't even think that he was breaking her down in a bad way because there was this part where he says... I wanted to get to know Denise. I wanted to get to know her better. So then he turns to Hannah and he's like, I want to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. And he starts asking her questions that kind of seem like these formulae. smiling yep. for the first time yeah. coming to the apartment. <laughs> because remember, Hannah's a narcissist, so she loves any questions. Talking about yeah. her. Like, let's talk about catered, catered to her. So you want to talk about me? Cool. So he asks her, what are your goals in the next five yeah. years? Oh, to be a writer. I just want to write. I And she says, like, the most like beautiful quote about about oh, writing and how she wants people uh, to laugh at pain and she wants people to not feel alone the way she did mm -hmm. and all beautiful things and this is almost like a breaking down or like an mm -hmm. unraveling of her character yeah. not necessarily weakening her but right. making her more vulnerable and open make her so comfortable she feels like she's in a safe space at this point right. and that's when he goes for it Let's yeah. lie down on the bed together. But he's yes. also, the thing that we have to remember, even with Hannah, and, and especially with the girls he met before, this guy's already on a pedestal. Yeah. Because he's a writer. He's meeting these girls on book tours. Who mm. is he meeting on book tours? His readers. His yeah. fans. Right. Like, that is when it automatically, like, it's not even. Because they, they in a sense, you will, like, want to please this person. Right. Like, you want to impress them. So that's where, it be again, gray area. This isn't someone you just, like, met on the street going out on a, like, date with. This is some... There's someone you really look up to. Right. Like a teacher. Yes. And these are all college students. The yeah. four women that are, wrote the stories and were accusing him of the blowjobs. Um, the forced blowjobs. Mm -hmm. These were all college students. And these are people that looked up to him. And that's what Hannah said when she first got there. That you're someone who I like a lot. You're someone, your writing means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And I think he took that and was like, okay. Well, yeah, he already sensed it. Like, because if you remember he, when he was on the phone call with his wife, like, you know she's there. She's directly yes. across from him. Then all of a sudden she gets up, which is a whole, like, you can't get up in yeah, my house girl, and walk what around. You, what are you right. doing? Walk so through the house. The fact that he allowed that to happen, yeah. that wasn't an accident. And the fact that there's pictures there, you know, you have family pictures and you have everything else, that that is, because say, say, for instance, you walk into somebody's house and all they have is these cheesy, oh, home, right. 
and life and nothing about you personally yeah. then you can't get a sense of this person but now he's she's walking around she's seeing all these pictures of his family and all this other stuff that's gonna make her feel comfortable it's like oh well he's invested in his family he that was a setup that was yeah. definitely oh, a setup because he, yeah. and, and he did that Hannah. earlier he did that earlier remember he specifically said I'm an open book yeah you know you can mm-hmm. pretty much know everything mm-hmm. about me I'm honest so you almost get this impression in the beginning like even if he is an asshole at least he's honest and transparent right and that yeah that he set that to up. the safe space mm-hmm. and I never thought about the pictures that way so that's a really cute yeah the one with Tony yeah. Morrison Tony Morrison hilarious. is like renowned <laughs> as far it. as authors yes. yeah. and she is almost you know included in that feminist um, array yep. of things so it's just like mm-hmm. it, oh well if you have a picture of Tony Morrison Tony, you're Tony okay. Morrison yeah you're you're okay by me yeah, yeah but the but Tony Morrison thing actually didn't face Hannah because she even references that in the very beginning like I know you have a picture of Tony Morrison but I'm a writer so I want to tell that's because Hannah story. is Probably, like her defenses sm- were already yeah. up at that time. So a girl but, who doesn't have her defenses up will look at that and be like, wow, this is a guy that I look up to. He's one of my favorite writers, mm-hmm. Toni Morrison. And someone who's a little bit more weaker than Hannah would fall for the okie doke. Mm-hmm. Guys, right. going back even further than that, he invited her he to her. his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Not a public place. Not a public place. To his apartment, mm-hmm. she went. He was all, already off the bat, like, I'm surprised you came. Like, off the bat, yeah. it was a weird situation right. because w- did he have a mission? Not really. It wasn't like, hey, can you take down the blog? Hey, can right. you do this? It was kind of like, f- feel bad for me. I'm a good person. I want to get to know you more. Da-da-da. Come into my bed. <laughs> lay down with me. And then Here's he pops out his penis. Right. <laughs> and then on the flip side, though, if he contacted her... What was in the exchange? Could she have said, could you meet me at a coffee shop? Or did he say, hey, you know, I want to talk about my work. Can you meet me here? Because that's already setting up position of power. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we can meet here. Here's like, no, I don't know you. Why am I coming to Why your Why am I coming to your house? And you don't have to say it in that way. It's like, no, I'm, I'm busy. We can meet at six at this coffee shop. It's close to your house. But why did she go? Because he's at a position of power yeah. because she he is someone she looks up to. He, what, is she not going to go? It's one of her favorite authors. Right. And seriously, ladies, listen up. If anyone for any <laughs> internship invites you over to their place <laughs> or anything, do not do it. I remember I was in a situation before where it was a startup company and I was working out of the guy's apartment. Thankfully, nothing ever happened, but to think that I was so naive back then to be that trusting of people, I'm like, oh, it'll be good. It had never crossed my mind when I was young that it's weird to work out of someone's apartment. So definitely... Uh, no job is worth being in that position. Don't feel unless afraid. you have a taser, yeah, or yes. you know how to do a choke hold, yeah, which I know how to do. Yes, yeah, she's a huge wrestling fan, so she do knows it all. It all. You should be very afraid. Yeah, so <laughs> just don't do it. It's not worth it. And it, it, just thinking about that, she had to go to his apartment for this meeting is mind boggling. But she didn't she have, have to. to I'll she didn't the have to. That's where it becomes the gray area. She went to the apartment. She laid on the bed. However, why is he? It's inappropriate. But he knows, like, she didn't have to, but he knows he's in that position of power. So he knows if I throw that out there, she's just like the college girls. Because he made made her feel comfortable. I I think he broke that down. But she wasn't. There was hesitance. There there was a little hesitation. It was. Because it it was, it's awkward. He's like, come lay down with me. Yeah, but she could have said no. This is also true. But that's where, honestly, that's where it becomes, like, very clear of the the truth behind these girls' um, blog posts or Tumblr posts or whatever. Because it was the most awkward, uncomfortable moment 
to be like zip unpants and then pull out yeah, your penis. Right. That when when so was the romance? But before he when? asked her to lay down, they shared a moment about the book, both of their favorite right. book. So they shared that cute little moment. She brings the wall down just a little bit, and then he's like, "Hey, by the way, come lay down with me." And she has she hesitated for a while. That's true. Sixty though, he didn't. Yeah. It was no like yeah. you know slow moving like him touching her shoulder or nothing. It was literally just like oop, there it is, and like almost as if he was trying to play it off like an accident or like her stumbling no, upon it. No. It was very predatory. It was I think so he, predatory. It was so weird. I, I think he really he's really good at judging people as far as analyzing them yeah mm-hmm. and if he went and started you know rubbing her shoulder I was like, that would have automa- automatically put her put her um her walls back up mm-hmm. and she would have ran out of there yeah because he made the joke sorry to cut you, he made the joke like hey lay down with me but let's keep your clothes on because of and right he went that there. was done purposefully he, I yeah. def- he definitely purposely did that so why why do you think that him touching uh her shoulder would be more off-putting than what he did because she already mentioned in the 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 beginning or when she was talking about the teacher that that's a trigger so like he's pretty much setting her up he already analyzed yeah. like if she were sh- not to say she's weak but he set her up to to make her to bring the walls down and say okay this can all ha- this can all happen and then she told the story which all stories define us. Yeah. So she told this story that, you know, she she later then said, oh, well, it has nothing to do with you, but she still chose to tell the story, mm-hmm. right? So she t- tells the story, and he already realizes, okay, this story is being told for a certain reason. So if he were to go and start putting his hands on her neck or something like that, then that would automatically, like, he wouldn't do that because of the story that she told previously. Right. Like she would have got so, super defensive right. if he touched her. But that his, def- his move, I, I totally understand that, and I agree with you, but his move was even bolder, and I don't understand why she would go oh, ahead because, and grab it. Because that's, here's the thing. This is the problem. We're conditioned. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Here's the thing. it's We're watching a TV show. In that moment, it's not like someone's saying you, this is wrong. Right. What is happening right now is ex- him. He's sexually harassing you. Like, we don't hear these things. It's kind of in the moment. And you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then she was like, right. wait a second. Because right. it's worked before. Yeah. yeah. And, Obviously. And when he laid on the bed, he didn't, like, jump in the bed and started taking off his clothes. No. He set it up perfectly. He was like, oh, and he turned his back. So he made it seem like, yeah, you can lay next to me. Mm-hmm. I won't touch you. This is okay. Mm-hmm. So even though she, it was awkward and she hesitated, she, I think she thought, okay, maybe if I lay down next to him, his back is turned. He won't try anything. Right. But because he's so slick <laughs> and he's done this move before. It's worked before. <laughs> it's worked yeah. before. He did the whole turnaround. Right. Unzipped his pants and just put it on her lap. And I think she was like, okay. So terrible. Yeah. It's hilarious because this, <laughs> this, this reminds me of a story of mine. <laughs> I was hanging out with a bunch of, um, uh, field workers, people in law enforcement. Okay. There you go. I was hanging out with a bunch of people in law, law enforcement. We were partying, we are having fun, we are drinking, all this other stuff. We're at a pizza joint at 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was feeling this guy, but I wasn't quite sure. And I usually just say no off the bat. Pizza In the pizza place, this guy whips out his penis. Shut <gasps> the front door. Oh, I'm so not, so not yeah. And I'm looking at it, and, you know, because oh I am, you know, God. me, I'm like... Does, what do you want me to do? Like sit on it? What, what's your point? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like you know, great, great job. Good, kudos to your mom. So not going home. You get a whole pie, right? Like, like, what? like, what am I supposed to do with that? But that move has worked on somebody yeah. because Obviously, he wouldn't do it. Doing it again, trial and error. That's so, why he. Oh 
God. I feel like guys don't get it though because even the whole concept of a dick pic of people just randomly sending out they, it's like a statistic like oh if I send out a hundred of them it's one cushy. person is and that's all you need it. on a Sunday but it's Hello. not they don't know like it's not specifically targeting one person or tailoring a message it's like what can I get by casting out yeah. a net and seeing what lands right what but it works next. but it worked just like TK said with the guy in the pizza shop and with so this disgusting. teacher guy Chuck it has worked on someone right. and what they do even though guys no shade to the guys but guys sometimes can be a little slow so guys they're they're gonna take it and be like well which girls is gonna work on let right. me try it on these five girls today because I know one out of these five girls it's gonna work right uh-huh. and it's the same with females I'm trying to like you know both ends you know you have the females who you know on Instagram or whatever they're sending half naked half naked pictures in the cells and yeah it could be you know toted as female empowerment but they're sending it to a guy and now he reacts to it right. thirst trap it's a thirst trap and then all of a sudden <laughs> she gets impregnated by an NBA player come on now that my friends is what we call thirst trapping on social media the ultimate okie doke I've never heard that thirst trapping so this is what you do in my life <laughs> thirst <laughs> trapping thirst yeah. trapping you can Take this down. So thirst trapping is when you can send a text message to a, a male suitor that you are talking to. Or, or you can Instagram. post it up on a text Instagram. A message or a picture? A picture. Okay. Yeah. You can take a picture as so. You can take a selfie. Right. With a sh- blouse like this showing or, your face. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. bras. I yeah. am thirst trapping right now. Right. <laughs> you put it on Instagram. You wait for the likes, the, the DMs. smile. Yeah. The smile. People are going to start putting the emojis under. And that, my friends, is called thirst trapping. Right. And you wait for someone to jump in your DMs. And you're like, hey, this is the guy. I was oh, waiting I for. I get what you're saying yes. now. See what yeah, I'm we, saying? Uh, okay, yeah. Well, well my example of that, I don't have a name for it. Yeah, as if you're like, <laughs> oh, well, he hasn't texted me back yet. Well, I'm going to show him and post like a hot pic, and then right. yeah, definitely. I didn't your know there was a name for that. Trapping. Now I'm very cool. Some people just post <laughs> those pics because it empowers them, and it's oh, totally so right. It's but then if you goal. get yes. somebody, like you have to, you can't complain when you get guys in your DM. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it too. But when guys hop in my demons, like, all right, cool, I knew that was gonna happen. But I'm not Same. gonna say, can you believe what this guy said? Like that's. But there's a difference. <laughs> you can slide in my DMs and yeah. say, dang, that picture. Ooh, you're hot. Whatever. I don't care what you're gonna say. I, I don't but don't send me a picture of your penis. There's nothing that yeah. invites a picture of your penis unless <laughs> I was like, oh, P.S. Everyone, please DM me a picture of your right. penis. But that didn't work on you. you but it works on someone. Because <laughs> sometimes it's the like, guys, oh, hello, she said is no. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a I'll three more weeks. Next. But it doesn't work on her. But she's smart. She's gonna say no. But right. this girl, she's, she's gonna, gonna say yes and say yes, which and is crazy. Sunday after girls, this is who I'm doing. No. <laughs> this is a total side note, but related to this, there's actually a really funny Dave Chappelle comedy sketch. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a stand-up routine where he talks about girls and turtle nut turtle neck sweaters so google it it's really funny i thought you were gonna say turtleneck i I mean no i'd be interested to know like your guys's thoughts in the comment section about that turtleneck stand-up comedy thing dave chappelle Mm -hmm. turtleneck sweaters i will definitely it's pretty funny gosh i'm I'm learning so much i know so much homework (laughs) so much homework wow okay the the last thing so we are running a little bit short on time i want to talk about that that powerful ending Mm -hmm. that you pointed out actually it was super creepy wow i I just saw a bunch of women walking around i didn't realize they were all going into his apartment building and though I don't think they meant like at that very moment while his daughter's upstairs they're all like right, let's right. here let's grab your penis um, but it, it's crazy to think that the, what they're sh- showing is this happens a lot which is what we were talking yeah. about how but many times it works backtrack a little bit more to when the daughter is playing one Desperado so you have the Rihanna reference mm-hmm. two uh, the Pied Piper 
with the mice. That was creepy. And the kids. When you pointed that out. Like, she's playing, and then, you know, Hannah walks out, and now all these kids slash women are walking all the same. It's not every... If you go back, they're all walking the same beat. Yep. They're not walking different. It's not, like, different ones in heels, ones walking fast, ones... They're all walking to the same beat, essentially, you know, to... I forgot the end of the story. It's like, they go off in a cliff or something yeah, crazy like that. which is an, an amazing, like, when you point out the Pied Piper and then you see the women, like, mm-hmm. she's calling them on the flute because that's what the Pied Piper did with the mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Then you see the women going into his apartment. That gave me the chills. And there was yeah. a, we pointed out there was a lot of references. Yeah, the Woody Allen reference. The Woody Allen reference. With the gun to yeah. head. A lot of things and in the, that apartment. the fact that he, like, um, you know, the whole thing with Woody Allen, the whole story with that, he left his wife for the adopted daughter that they uh, had. Yeah, Who they're still, ma- they're, they're they're still, they're still married. They're still married. Ironically, it's a whole other story. But, you know, that's a whole another <laughs> reference. Because the thing is that there is a lot of gray area. You it know, is. what might not work for you, the right. guy who sent the dick pics to the chick and, you know, the chick responded and they had a one-night stand might be married for five or ten years. Like, mm-hmm. what might not work for you or what might not be within your standards, it might be cool for somebody else. But that is other, true. And the other thing that you mentioned, you were talking about Woody Allen. Um, this is a really interesting question that I sometimes struggle with. Do you think that if someone is famous and they have, like, some sort of sexual scandal happen to them, that you can still appreciate their work and support them? and see things and compartmentalize who they are in terms of their work because in this episode you have the author say you can't let politics dictate dictate who you like who you f uh can't, I mean, can I mean, we do that. Look like, at people who, who still we do it. Um, idolize Michael Jackson. Yes. Look at people who idolize, not idolize, but still listen to Chris Brown, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about any other... Polanski. Yeah, I, think I don't it's know about... time. That's what we need is time. We right. first need that first, like, angry, like, Twitter rant, and then, you oh, know, we read all the angry yeah. blogs, and we're like, I'm not going to listen to them anymore, and then fast forward. It, it's just very dependent. Same thing yeah. with uh, Casey Affleck, who... Yes. I, I don't know what the thing... <laughs> okay, first of all, I this is total tangent, but Manchester by the Sea was one one of my favorite movies of 2016 and he got nominated for uh, Best Actor I don't know if he wins because I'm not <laughs> I, I am not watching the Oscars right now it's live right now um, but there is a sexual scandal surrounding him and I heard there's does, a few does mm-hmm. that affect like they're trying to make it hush hush does that affect if someone is going to win an Oscar does it affect how you're viewed in this industry well, does it here's the problem now the it takes us it takes us back to the internet so mm-hmm. a really good one is Nate Parker Birth of the Nation Mm-hmm. There's a whole scandal with that. Now, I've had a friend, I had a couple of friends who actually read the documents, the transcripts to that, and what you see that's portrayed in the media is something totally different. Right. Mm-hmm. So now his film, which is a really great film, pretty much got tanked because of that scandal that right. happened over 10 years ago. So I, I just think with in today's society, it goes back to, again, where you have, it's not, not necessarily le- letting that person off the hook, but actually knowing the truth of what happened in the situation versus something that your friend told you that you heard by the right. coffee that you that you read on some random site and nobody knows the truth mm-hmm. because there's three there's three sides to every story yeah it's but just, it, sorry oh, i didn't mean to cut oh, you oh, off oh no worries i okay the one things that i like the one um i guess scandal i cannot get past and i will no longer support their work and this is a specific example who is that guy from seventh heaven the dad from seventh oh, heaven yeah. oh my who oh, turned out to be a, a pedophile yeah. that Mister. i, I I cannot. And I can't it was watch so seven. He's actually in. It ruined uh, it for me. Was it scandal? 
Was he in Scandal? No, no. There's a there was a show that I was seeing. I think he I was, was supposed watching. to be in something, and then they yeah. they, they cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's still did. working. So he's in shocking. something else that I he, saw. I think he was on Lifetime as well. He I think like a, I think he he played a reporter on Scandal. Yeah, yeah. same thing like, with Bill Cosby though. Like, well, Bill Cosby. It, it Bill Cosby. He's seventy, so people are however however old he is. So there's that's a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a different thing. And then the whole thing. The image is totally tarnished now. Yeah. Well. But I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we they're not going to say it. But y'all know, y'all so know why. There's a yeah, whole other thing. Whole thing, thing I was going to say with Roman Polanski. I don't know if you guys know who Roman Polanski no. is. Uh, famous director. His wife. And was, he wants to come back to America. He wants to come back to uh-huh. America. So from this famous director, wife was uh, Shannon Tate, I believe. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not messing up her name. They, she was killed by Charles Manson and that whole crew. Mm-hmm. He had a scandal where he had underage girl underage. He had sex with an underage girl. He is French, I believe, and mm-hmm. he had to be deported back to France. Now, he's been living there for over 30 years. He was the director for Rush Hour 3, which came on, I believe. I'm messing up all the dates. It was in middle of 2000. So people had this petition. I remember the Oscars, Oscars had came mm-hmm. up because they wanted Roman Polanski to come back into the United States because this happened in the 70s. Right. And it's like people in Hollywood forgave Roman Polanski. Yeah, like time. Again, time <laughs> yeah. heals apparently most trying to come wounds. back to the United States. It, it, really, like it really depends. Like, it depends where, who you are. Yeah, it depends on who you are like for instance anytime Chris Brown comes up with certain <laughs> friends they're like the woman beater and I'm like I don't condone what he did right. but <sighs> yeah, it, yeah I think it depends on who you are yeah in this because Casey Affleck is at the Oscars so yeah so you, you, yeah. It, it definitely depends in this case though I think that regardless of what platform that that blog gets on yeah. there are still going to be girls that will still go to hotel rooms with him of thinking course, other things will happen aside from what they're reading about but that is Pretty much, I think everything in the episode, uh, we didn't really look at anyone else, but, and I don't think we're going to get back to this in right. the next episode, but we can kind of get into predictions from what we saw for ne- for next week's preview with um, Marnie and Desi. So, what do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen with Marnie and Desi oh. next episode? Oh my God. Yowzas. That's a tough one. I mean,. Mm. A lot of us are leaning towards the whole thing where Marnie doesn't learn from her lessons, but I don't think she's going to be with Desi in the next episode. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know she's not going to be with him. But did you see that moment that 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 mediator, I guess, was there, and yeah. they were saying that Marnie was a narcissist, and that's <laughs> why they can't be together, or something like that? It almost seemed like they were trying Blaine to her. work it out right. because it wasn't like a divorce lawyer. It seemed like a mediator, like a ca- like counseling, right? Like yeah, or, or like actually, like the, the are they called mediators? The divorce mediators that mm-hmm. their yeah. their goal is, I guess, to keep you together or, or well, not best necessarily keep of you, the kids, not necessarily keep you together, but keep you from actually civil. going to the court, keep right, it civil yeah. if it's kids or if it's assets or anything like that. That's where you don't essentially fight for two years to get it done. Like, I've known people, they figure that they're going to get a divorce. They wanted a divorce in less than three months, they're divorced. Some mm. folks have been in the divorce process for, for three years. years. Yeah. Desi and Marnie. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. It's so like tough to predict with her. She's unpredictable. She just does whatever. She's well, impulsive. She's not even unpredictable. We just don't know if she's going to keep going right. in the same right. loop or finally that's, not. That's because did saying. she learn? No. We don't know. Right. She you don't know learn. what's going to come from yeah. this like, meeting. Maybe by the end of the season she'll learn, but by next episode she's not going to learn. Right? It's like when you have that moment you're like, I'm never going to text him again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, if he texts me like bye and they text you like, oh my God. Oh my god! Yeah, that's how you have to delete. Yeah. You have to delete the thread. Yeah, that's when you have to delete it. Yeah, but when you delete the thread, you can go and yes, you can. <laughs> you can find <laughs> you can, can find that person. Um, I think this episode actually ties into the rest of the episodes because if you, you think, think about it, oh. everybody um 
you know, Hannah is, you know, about feminism, about empowering women and all this other stuff. And she fell prey to this guy's trap and she didn't even realize mm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. Which means that you know, she hasn't done enough growing. Like she, you know, it's it's one of those situations. There's so many. There's so many avenues that she could have took. She could have said, "Look, you're the one who wants to see me. Right. You can meet me at the coffee shop, and if you don't, oh well." She could have took that avenue. But she could have. Is she at fault? No, I'm not saying no. she's at fault. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying she. There's so many other ways she could have took that instead of putting herself in a vulnerable position because she went she to has this a bit of innocence left. Right. She yeah. went to this guy's house, and you know, even say you know, so far something far worse could have happened. She right. could have got raped. She mm-hmm. could. You know, there's all these all these elements that she put herself in a position, and I feel like um, as a woman, you, you know, you there's a there's not necessarily a timeline, but you either figure it out when you're 25 or you figure it out when you're 45 based off your experiences. Yeah. And based off of what happened today, it's like she still has a lot of learning and there's still some innocence there, mm-hmm. which means that if you look at the rest of her friends, mm-hmm. if Hannah hasn't figured it out, I think that Marnie's still going to stay with Desi because she hasn't, you know, there's still so many lessons to learn, unfortunately. Yeah. We all want, you know, her to leave Desi and actually, you know, grow up and, you know, but we're looking at you know at her from the outside yeah. but yeah. you know everybody has their things their quirks to to grow up to grow up in but i just think this episode almost predicates you know where everybody is like everybody still has I like lessons that. who is I the like most mature out of the girls hmm. or is anyone done even mature who has um shosh you think Shoshana has grown I think the she's most grown the most. Her in Japan yeah. on your own. When you live far away from like everything you've ever oh, known, yeah, you, have, you to have to grow up yeah. and yeah. quick. So I'd say she is, regardless of how she talks and all <laughs> of the words she shortens. And I, I think she's grown the most. Yeah, but then she can almost you can almost compare it to like Charlotte from Sex and the City. She was also That's very mature, true. but in the relationship aspect, she still wanted to get to get married to get married for the for the sake of getting married. Yeah. So different it, she, avenues. Yeah, she yeah. probably doesn't have that much relationship experience. Yeah. That's why right. she's a little behind in right. that realm. Another so gray area, yeah. guys. So yeah. she's, she's, definitely, she's definitely grown up in the, you know, the, the business aspect her and, career. you know, her career mm-hmm. and life per mm-hmm. se. But, you know, if you put her in a back alley, she mm-hmm. might still make stupid decisions. Like, I mean, we all have growing to do. Yeah, yeah totally. So I think everybody, if you were to take everybody's strong points from girls and put it together, you would have, like, you know, the ultimate somewhat woman in New York. Yeah. Shoshona annoys me so much, but I relate to her. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I feel, I seriously feel like I see myself in her and I feel like there's, yeah, I relate to her on so many levels, but she's And then also, I don't know if you noticed this, I don't know, I mean, maybe Lena, if you're watching, she actually lost some weight. Lena Dunham. Yeah. Oh, if yeah, you look at the very first ep- the very first part of the scene where she's walking up, if you compare that to other uh, last season, she's mm-hmm. lost a bit of weight. You know what else I noticed, which I thought was interesting, uh, and this obviously wasn't the most important part of the episode, but when you see her in the very beginning, pay attention to her style choices mm-hmm. because yeah. oh, the lipstick, always, the brown always. lipstick, accessories, blouse that's striped, and then even her shoes what was she that doing are the metallic paper towel? loafers. She was trying she, to wipe oh, her boob sweat. She, she left it in there though. No. No, no, no. That was the second wipe. Uh, but yeah. the first wipe, she, she like, sniffed. Stuck in it. Ew. <laughs> she oh. was wiping oh, the sweat Hannah. and she sniffed so it. Oh, and Hannah. they didn't show her sniffing the part when she put it in her yeah. vagina. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, stylistically, like, I, it, it almost shows growth on a superficial level when you see someone's style progress yeah. and you see that they begin to care about their appearance and how they're portraying themselves and the, you know, 
the superficial impression they want to put forward to the world. But at the same time, you can argue like she's putting on lipstick to exactly. go see this guy who she wrote about right. possibly because sexually. Because she she fixed her lipstick in the elevator. Right, as she's she was looking going at up. you. Only do that <laughs> like there's there's t- you guys know we all wear makeup. We there's are. certain t- certain days that we don't put on makeup when we don't give it f. And yes. then there's certain days like I have this hot date or I have this interview yeah. or whatever. And now you're looking on your phone to make sure yep. everything is in place. And it's not the, a job interview. Right. Like right. she's literally going to meet a exactly. meet this guy to talk like that's the but thing she that's, respects him so much though. that's, that's that goes back to the she pedestal because yes, right. as she's going up in the yeah. elevator she's like oh let me fix my makeup and she yeah. puts on the lipstick but so, I, it, so it's I don't know not saying she was inviting but, but no ne- never not inviting these are just like little things we we do yeah. everyone does right. that you're like oh no I didn't even think about this That you know but honestly I could talk about this episode all night yes. I think we this all could this was a great episode but we are out of time I know I cannot wait for next week this episode was so so good. Lena Dunham is just killing it. She's I'm stepping like up. Blown she's away. Uh, I would say last season she's doing a really great job. And then right yeah. in between the season, she had a lot of growth there with yes. all those tweets and those oh, messages I and people know. calling her out. Like that's the good thing about today's society. That's the good thing about the internet. If mm-hmm. you bypass all the trolling, com- yeah. uh, all the trolling comments, and actually the comments that you know make sense and actually make you think about certain things. She's been called out a lot, and she was a big person. Like, she went on Breakfast Club a couple times. Yep. Like, all right, I see where you guys are coming from. I totally agree with that, or I don't agree with that. And, yeah. you know, so... She's always growing. She, she, she had a really great take interview. Criticism. Yeah, she had a great interview on The View as well, mm-hmm. recently, right before oh. the show premiered, and it made me say, well, I think Lena Dunham's growing up, so that's why I like to see her character growing as well. Mm-hmm. So she's definitely doing a lot of growing. That's why I think season six, yeah. she's stepping up her A-game because the writing is amazing. And because it's the final season. Yes. But now I have like so much homework. I'm really happy that I learned what thirst <laughs> trapping is. But before we go, where can everyone find you guys? Oh, since social media is so important. Yeah. Okay, it's so important, guys. <laughs> important. You guys have to follow me on Instagram. Uh, more importantly than Twitter. Mina makes magic. That's where I make the magic happen, guys. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Uh, you can find me on everything TK Trinidad. Just T-N-K, no extra stuff. Trinidad, like the country, T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. You can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom. But quick thing, if you guys really like Marnie, she's in a new movie that just came out this weekend called Uh. Get Out. Check it out. Get out. Get out. (laughs) And you guys can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and on Twitter and check out my blog, catslipstickla.com. And for all of us here at AfterBuzz, you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on iTunes at AfterBuzzTV. So check us out and we'll see you next week. See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 